0: Welcome to the third season of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. I am the founder, host, and teacher, Dr. Kamala D. This ministry is here to teach you Bible truth. Teaching truth allows you to grow in faith and learn how to walk in God's amazing grace. I sometimes read entire books in the Bible so you can know the story, not just the scripture. I also teach a series about a certain subject. So I want you to invite family and friends, get your Bibles, grab a pen and paper so you can take notes. Now sit back, relax and learn Bible truth. Good day saints today is June the 12th of the year 2022. I am the host, I am the founder, and I am the teacher of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. Now, every now and again, I will uh, play some other ministers and other teachers uh, episodes if I think it is significant and that you need to hear it. And this is one of those times I have been choosing some segments from a series that Dr. Frederick K.C. Price Sr. He was the Apostle Fred Price Sr. when he passed away last year, but he was Dr. Price back then when he started this world-renowned, groundbreaking series entitled Race, Religion, and Racism. I am out of sequence with the episodes because I am choosing some that I I want you to hear. I have the entire uh, CD set, If you want to purchase it, you can go to faithdome.org and then click on the store and type in Race, Religion, and Racism. The books will pop up. I have those as well. The DVDs and the CDs. And um, So that's if you want to purchase the entire series. But I am choosing some of the episodes that I want you to hear. So with that said, saints, I I don't want to belabor the issue anymore. I want you to sit back and listen to this Bible truth.
1: Now I'm teaching on the subject, race, religion, and racism. And because this is such a sensitive, volatile subject for many, after hearing this message today, you may be inspired to write me a letter, either a positive or a negative letter. The ground rules are and have been throughout this series that if you write me a letter and expect me to read it, whether in private or if I opt to read it publicly, you must have your full name and mailing address on the letter. I reserve the right to read your letter in public because you are writing me because of something you heard In public so I think it's only right that I have the opportunity to let everybody know how you feel about it if I'm led to we get thousands of letters I mean just a few letters I've read certainly does not touch the surface of any that we've received but every once in a while I find a letter that just so perfectly illustrates what I'm teaching is the only reason that I read the letters or if it's something in a positive vein or even something if it's negative so that you can get a chance to see how other people are thinking now Uh, We're in the religion section of our series now. And last time, I uh, started talking about an issue that we hear a lot about and we've heard a lot about for several years. And uh, it's delicate in the sense that as I have approached it and will be approaching it, it could certainly be construed that I am perhaps attacking which I'm not or perhaps I am saying that the efforts that have been generated are not valid I am not saying that but I think that we need to examine carefully things that we hear so that we can line up with them if in fact they are accurate and should be supported Case in point, the term reconciliation. We have heard a lot about it in recent years in reference to blacks and whites in America and especially in the church. And uh, as I said last time, and I will say it again, I would never ever purposely with malice aforethought to try to come against anyone's efforts that have already been expended towards the purpose of reconciliation between blacks and whites in the church. However, as I have forestated, I believe that the efforts at this time, say time, at this time are misplaced and misdirected. Good intent, good purpose, wonderful motive, but failing to understand some of the ingredients involved are making an effort in an area that is useless at this particular, particular juncture. And as I started mentioning last time, we looked at some of the things that are involved. Reconciliation can only happen between equals. And sorry to say in America, especially in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm sorry to have to say it. That black people have never been perceived as equal with white people now I know that can sting and so but you might as well just bring a little bit of medicine on yourself and get over it quickly because it's true and you know it's true black people have never been accepted as equals therefore we could never be reconciled the first thing we have to do is we have to be recognized we have to be accepted as equal with white as good as whites And I'm purposely pausing because <laughs> I want the enormity of that to sink in. And a lot of people have problem with that, see? And that's why we can't have any, we, there can really be no reconciliation. Amen. We gave definitions last time. We found out that in order to, to uh, be reconciled, that we have to, it, it restores to friendship. We've never been friends. It talks about high esteem. It, it talks about, uh, um, what was the other word? Respect. What was the other word? Respect, esteem, friendship. Black people have never been respected. They've never been accepted as equals with whites in this country. They've never been treated with high esteem, and we've never been friends. So there, at this point, in my personal opinion, there are no grounds for reconciliation. First of all, we have to be friends, then fall out, then we can be reconciled. So since we've never been friends, reconciliation is a misplaced and misapplied effort at this time. I'm not dealing with the people's purposes, their heart, their sincerity. They're attempting to do something, and I give them credit for that. But if it's not going to do any good, then we need to find out all the essential ingredients to be sure that they are all in place before we attempt to do something It's not going to produce any results. You, we can hug and I say, oh, Brother, I forgive you. Yes, I forgive you. Yes, I forgive all of, your, all of your grandparents and your great-grandparents and all the things that you've done. I'm talking to a white man now. And he's talking to me, Brother Price, I, forg- I forgive you. And will you forgive me? Yeah, and we hug and kiss and you go back to the suburbs and I go back to the ghetto and business goes on as usual. Now tell me what good that does. Now, we looked last time, we looked at what the statesman said, we looked at what the philosophers said, we looked at what the psychologists said, we looked at what our founding fathers said about black people in reference to white. How many of you were here last time? You remember that? It was awesome. Now we were just getting ready to go into and I ran out of time. Let's find out what the church has said. Traditionally. Because that's my target area. I'm a minister of the gospel. I'm not attempting to make some social change in the nation as such. That's not, my, that's not what I've been addressed to. I've been addressed to the church. The body of Christ. And the church impacts society either positively or negatively and so we need to find out what the church has said about blacks and whites so that you can understand what i mean when i say reconciliation is not the issue not yet we it's got to be recognition and that's a bitter pill for white people to receive now again remember this is not personal with me so don't take it personally i know it can sting i know it can hurt but if we, don't ever, if we don't deal with this, it's never going to get changed. And that was, that's what's been wrong. People didn't want to do it because of the possibility that people will get their feelings hurt. You get your feelings hurt, fine. That's your problem, not mine. I can't hurt your feelings anyway. Nobody can. Amen. Only you can allow your feelings to be hurt. Amen. Uh, so if you take it personally, there's nothing I can do about it. But I'll tell you what. You'll go to your grave with what you heard. Whether you accept it or reject it, whether you like it or lump it, you will have heard it, and God Almighty is going to hold you accountable for what you do with it. I don't care who you are, black, white, brown, red, yellow, or polka dot, whatever. Now, let's see what the attitude of the Christian church was in past history, because remember again, the reason that I keep going back to the past is because the present Is the result of the past. Yes it is. Your ultimate destination is predicated on where you started. And the corrections that you may or may not have made during the journey. Our present is a result of the past. I am, at this time in my physical life, considered as a black male adult. I haven't always been an adult. There was a time when I couldn't talk and I couldn't walk. There was a time when I had no bodily control over my body. I I was a baby, but I had to grow. And I am now who I am and what I am because my mother birthed me. If she had never birthed me, I would not be here now. So my present is a result of my past. And so is yours. And so is the church. All right, let's see what the attitude of the Christian church was in past history to see if I have a valid argument in reference to the subject of reconciliation. From a book entitled The Crucial Race Question, or How Shall the Color Line Be Drawn? By Reverend William Montgomery Brown, Arkansas Churchman's Publishing Company, Arkansas, 1907. Bishop of the Protestant Episcopal Church. A bishop. A minister of the gospel. A supposed representative of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Supposed to speak... On the behalf of God and writes a book with the title I want that to sink in for a moment. The Crucial Race question I I didn't know there was a question the crucial race question how shall the color line be drawn color line in the church Hmm. color line in the body of Christ I thought the Bible said, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither male nor female. There's neither bond nor free. For we are all one in Christ Jesus.
0: Hallelujah.
1: I thought that's what the Bible said.
0: That is what the Bible said.
1: And this man is a bishop supposed to represent God and would come up with a title of a book called The Crucial Race Question How shall the color line be Brought drawn? He's telling us there is a color line it's there. We're going to see to it that it's there. We just got to figure out how we're going to draw it. I want to quote some statements that are, in my humble opinion, spiritually tragic, but at the same time, instructive and informative in our present pursuit to understand why our society, yes. And even our world is so shot through with racism. Bishop Brown on page um, Roman numeral 11 and Roman numeral 12 of the preface of his book quotes another leading church figure of his time, John Temple Graves. And I quote. It's hard for me to read this stuff. And we wonder why we got a problem in the church and people getting on my case about why don't you why don't you leave it alone why do you want to bring up the pass why don't we just hug and kiss <laughs> see I would forget to pass if you would hmm. Quote, separation is the logical, the inevitable, the only way. No other proposed solution will stand the test of logic and experiment. Religion does not solve the problem. For the Christ spirit will not be all pervasive until the millennial dawn. We have come in God's, God's, God's providence to the parting of the ways in the name of history and of humanity in the interests of both races and in the fear of god i call for a division <laughs> and y'all wonder
0: how racism got started in aren't the you church. white
1: people proud of your ancestors unbelievable again don't 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 take it personally but see y'all are the cause of this mess your ancestors when you want to talk about crime you want to blame black people for the crime you don't have no problem with that blaming black folks for their high crime rate hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know this is hard, I know it's hard, but this is, this, this, this stuff here is, this is pitiful. Christian. Separation is the logical, the inevitable, the only way. The only way, separation, the only way. No other proposed solution will stand the test of logic and experiment. Religion does not solve the problem. Hmm. For the Christ spirit will not be all pervasive until the millennial dawn. So Christ is not working now. <laughs> he ain't going to be working till the millennium comes. <laughs> we have come in God's God's providence to the parting of the ways in the name of history and of humanity in the interests of both races and in the fear of God, I call for a division. And people actually believe that garbage.
0: That's where the problem comes in
1: it. Sir. In the face of what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. Turn in your Bibles. I got to pause in this quote because he says, I call for a division. Now, these are Christian leaders. See, these are the leaders of the church. First Corinthians chapter one, one. That's the reason why I'm so hard on them. I don't feel I don't feel nothing. Me neither.
0: I'll uh, call them out in a minute. I
1: don't feel nothing for the religious leaders. The whole church is screwed up because of religious leaders, not because of the sheep, but because of the so-called shepherds. <laughs> now, now, now. Listen in this. In the interest of both races, I quote, In the interest of both races and in the fear of God, I call for a division. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. Paul the apostle is speaking. Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment.
0: I want to pause right there. Now, do y'all see why it is important to know scripture? That way people cannot deceive you. I mean, an entire ethnicity of people was following false teachings in a church because they didn't know the scripture. Unbelievable. That is how racism reared its ugly head in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And society adopted it because... We had religious leaders promoting racism. That, that, unbelievable. Let's resume.
1: Going on with the quote We can make it peaceably now, we yeah. may be forced to accomplish it in blood hereafter. End of quote. Mm-hmm. Is that awesome or is that awesome?
0: The bishop
1: goes on to say, and I quote, this book is written partly for the purpose of commending as strongly and as widely as possible the memorial or petition provided for in these resolutions, but the chief end in view is the recommendation to the general public of the author's solution of the whole great American race problem by the drawing of the color line. End of quote. He goes on to say, on page Roman numeral 14 of the preface, I quote, I am among those who do not regard the general convention. Now, you got to get this. You have to hear this. Because it's been a long time since I've said it, but I've said this before, and people, they they don't really hear what I'm saying, and and they take it as as an attack against them. You've heard me say over the years that the worst thing that ever happened to the church is denominations.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: See, I'm not talking about people. It causes division. I'm talking about denomination. Now, I want you to listen to this. I quote, I am among those who do not regard the general convention of the Protestant Episcopal Church in the United States of America as being of divine institution or as absolutely necessary to the existence of our American branch of the Catholic and Apostolic Church of the Anglo-Saxon race.
0: (laughs) Unbelievable.
1: Pause on the quote. Now you can see the legitimacy of the claim of some blacks who say that Christianity is the white man's religion. Mm
0: hmm. Because they don't know the Bible. The Bible doesn't that support is. that crap.
1: I, I want to read that again because I don't think you got it. You did. You, this is. I. This is the bishop. I am among those who do not regard the general convention of the Protestant Episcopal Church in the United States of America as being of divine institution or as absolutely necessary to the existence of our American branch of the Catholic and Apostolic Church of the Anglo-Saxon race. See, this is attitudinal. Hmm. See, black folk have been tolerated. Other ethnic groups have been tolerated. But see, way down deep inside, this be an Anglo-Saxon thing. This be ours. Here it is, right? Bishop. Ordained a bishop. Well, now, when well. it uses the term branch of the uh, Catholic and the Apostolic uh-huh. Church, you need to understand that the cat the word Catholic does not limit itself to what we know as the Catholic Church with the Pope and the bishops and Rome and the Vatican. The word Catholic just means the overall church. Okay, it's a word that includes everybody in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, that's how it's used. All right? Now, this statement, listen to this carefully. Church of the Anglo-Saxon race. And primarily, it has to do with the WASP. The WASP. W A S P. White Anglo Saxon Protestant. That's what that means WASP. They call themselves that. I didn't coin the phrase. Now, that statement, Church of the Anglo-Saxon race, is totally unscriptural. And yet, this is the kind of garbage that they've been spewing from their pulpits down through the years in very subtle and subliminal ways. We got a problem, friend. I'm sorry. You don't, I, it, I know it, it's hurtful. It's, it's, it's sickening. It, it's painful. Um, you know, but if we don't deal with this, it's never going to get fixed. And that's why it's come down to where we are now and has never been fixed because nobody wants to deal with it. Turn in your Bibles to Matthew 16. See, these people are supposed to be representing God, and they're supposed to be giving us, they're supposed to be speaking on behalf of God.
0: And they are not.
1: They're supposed to say, thus saith the Lord, not thus saith my own racially, ethnic, color, prejudice, racist attitude. But that's what they've done. See? And then they've tried to encounter it with a little bit of scripture to, to give their people who are just like everybody else's people, basically don't read the Bible for themselves.
0: Amen.
1: We trust our leaders. That's the, that's the heinous thing about being a leader. People are going to believe that what you say is true. That's, right. that's dangerous. That's, yes. If you're not a person of very high integrity, boy, that, that's a dangerous thing. Yes, it is. Because people will believe what you say, good or bad, right or wrong, they'll believe you. It's an awesome, awesome responsibility.
0: Yes it is. And I I don't know about seriously. anybody else, but
1: I am scared to mess with God.
0: Me too. Yeah.
1: You don't scare me. God does. That's
0: right.
1: What I mean scared, I don't mean the spirit of fear. I mean you don't play with the man. And why? Because Judgment day is coming
0: Amen.
1: here come the judge Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And everything is being taken down in the books and the Bible said the books will
0: be opened.
1: Open. And I don't expect no mess in my account my account. I'm going to dump everything on you. Like it, lump it, take it, leave it, do whatever you good, well, please with it. I'm dumping on you so when I get there, it ain't going to be nothing in my book <laughs> that's going to condemn me. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. I think some of these preachers and ministers and these people that you, I don't think you really believe in God.
0: That's what I feel. They don't
1: really believe. I'd be afraid to say something like this. I mean I'd be I would be terrified to say something like this they, they can't believe in God they, they they have to just be religious they can't be born again you can't have the Spirit of God in you and say something like this John Temple Gray said I call for a division in the face of the scriptures saying that there be no division my God church of the Anglo-Saxon race we ought to be able to find this in the Bible Matthew chapter 16, look at verse 18. And I all, this is Jesus Christ speaking, and I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build the Anglo-Saxon church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the Anglo-Saxon church. No, that's not what it said. Jesus said, I, I, upon this rock I'll build my church. I thought this was Jesus' church. And it is. See that's where the problems have come from That's the reason why I said what I said before about denomination I'm not talking about people And I'm not trying to argue with anybody But I'm sorry everybody that's in a denomination They'll fight you about their denomination they Because their denomination means more to them Than the church of the Lord Jesus Christ Sure does. You know it and I know it and everybody else knows it So just you know shine it on People get ugly with you You start talking about, you start talking about their denomination I mean you can talk about their mama And they won't get that angry well, you talk about their church. Huh? What you say? Hmm. No. Jesus said on this rock, I will build my church. The church belongs to Jesus, not to the Anglo-Saxon, not to the blacks, the reds, the browns, or the yellows. It belongs to Christ. He's the one that died. No Anglo-Saxon died. No black died. No red, brown, or yellow died. Jesus did. He said, "On this rock I'll build my church." And yet this man talks about the church of the Anglo-Saxon race.
0: (laughs) I'm not dying for no denomination. Sorry, not going. Look at Colossians
1: chapter one. Colossians chapter one. The Lord Jesus Christ. And that's where the problems have come from. You can get upset if you want to. I I could care less. Don't come back and switch off your TV. Don't bother me. But it's the truth. I'm sorry. Stuff like this. All right. Colossians 124. I now rejoice. This is Paul again speaking. I now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of his body, which is the church. I don't see anglo-saxon in there I don't see black church in there or red brown or yellow church supposed to be the church the body of Christ look at Hebrew chapter 12 oh my Lord Jesus church of the anglo-saxon race All right, Hebrew chapter 12, look at verse 23. To the general assembly and church of the firstborn, who are registered in heaven, to God the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect. Pick up on this now. To the general assembly and church of the firstborn. That's talking about Jesus Christ. He's the firstborn from the dead. It's, the ch- it's Jesus' church. Not Anglo-Saxon, not black, not red, brown, yellow. It's the church of the Lord Jesus. And that's where the problems have been. Now, going on with this bishop. uh, Let me go back and pick up here. It says... uh, Well, let me go on. I am among those who do not regard the general convention of the Protestant Episcopal Church in the United States of America as being of divine institution or as absolutely necessary to the existence of our American branch of the Catholic and Apostolic Church of the Anglo-Saxon race. Nevertheless, I think that the general convention is a good thing and that it will be an evil... Oh, pick up on this now. And... Oh, Jesus, help us. Oh, God, I get on my knees for the church. I do. This is awful. What I'm getting ready to read to you now, this is pitiful. This is so awful. Jesus, forgive us. Forgive us. Lord, forgive the church. This is pitiful. Listen to this. Nevertheless, I think that the general convention is a good thing and that it will be an evil day. Say evil, evil day. When its doors are open to any considerable number of Negro bishops and delegations
0: it ain't for them to say or choose.
1: Don't talk about the past. The present is the result of the past. I, I want you to get this. "...and that it will be an evil day mm-hmm. for the church when its doors are open to any considerable number of Negro bishops and delegations." End of quote. Quoting again, or rather, pick up on that evil day. That, my friends, is awesome. The bishop states on page 118, I quote, "...race prejudice being a oh, get this now." See... See, this stuff is in the warp and the woof. It's in the fabric of this society. Mm-hmm. It's in the white psyche. It's in the white church. I'm sorry. I, I, and again, it's not personal. It's not personal. It's, it's attempting to, to get to the bottom of the thing so we can go in and root it out. Because if you folks have this stuff in you, you need to get it out. And a lot of things, these things, as I have said so often, they have been subliminally planted in you. You have reactions like Pavlov's dog and you don't even know why. I mean, if you really get down to the nitty-nitty-gritty and ask yourself, why do you get upset when you see a black person getting too close to you? Why do you get upset when you get in a close quarter and all of a sudden you start feeling all uneasy? You don't even know that person, never done a thing to you in your life. But just because they're black, you didn't, get, you didn't feel that way when a white person came near you. Subliminally plant As a little child That's where it starts And then it's automatic You just simply respond When the bell rings You salivate Even though there's No food present Mm. Oh my God Listen to this I quote Page 118 Race prejudice Being a deep rooted Oh gee I can't even read The next words I can't. I I mean, this is awful. I tell you, this is awful. But this is what's in the church. And you talk about reconciliation? You talk about reconciliation? I said it loud like that so the folk in the cemetery could hear it. This, I, it's almost difficult for me to form these words. I got the book. I got, they tried to hide it. But I have actually got a copy of the book. See, at first they had this thing so fixed up, you couldn't even find a copy of the book in the United States. They tried to hide it. The, the way I got these notes, I got it from a friend, well, actually a member of our church, who has a relative that that uh, I think works at Howard University in Washington and they have a certain section, you can't check these books out, you can't take them out because they don't have but one of them, they don't know where any of the others are. But the kid got a hold of a copy. I mean, I got an original copy of the book I mean, it's hard for me to read this. <laughs> you, you'll see what I'm talking about when I, when, I, when I finally get up enough nerve to read it. <sighs> okay. I get my mouse. Quote, race, prejudice... Being a deep-rooted, God-implanted instinct, it is inevitable that either the white or the black race will ultimately occupy the political field of this country to the practical exclusion of the other, In a quote. So, I'm letting all you white people off the hook. I'm letting the clan off the hook. Did you now you know this is right because the bishop said it. <laughs> but I'm gonna let all white people in America that have any leanings towards racism, I'm gonna let you off the hook. You're free, you're Scot free. Because Bishop said it's a God implanted instinct. Mm-hmm. He wasn't speaking on behalf of Reconciliation. I don't think so. These are your relatives, your ancestors. But notice how they very cleverly weave it around. It's always God. God. This man could not have been saved. Couldn't have been. Because, see, some of his relatives might be listening to me now, and I don't give a care. Ain't no way in the world a man could know Jesus and come up with something like it. God implanted prejudice, racial prejudice. Is God implanted? How could it be God implanted when God said there's neither bond nor free, Jew nor Greek, male or female? We're all one in Christ Jesus. God Implanted instinct. Bishop of the Protestant Episcopal Church. Not the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, thank God. Thank God. Let's look again at the bishop's statement. And I quote again, race prejudice being a deep-rooted, God-implanted instinct. Now, is this a biblical... Based assessment of Almighty God? No. I think not. Let, let's look at the word, the meaning of the word prejudice. Webster's seventh new collegiate dictionary, copyright 1976, by G. and C Miriam, Merriam, M E R R I A M Company, on page 670, 670, gives this definition for the word prejudice. Under Numeral two, I quote, under numeral two, letter A, number one, preconceived judgment or opinion. Under letter or uh, alphabet C, an irrational attitude of hostility directed against an individual, a group, a race, or their supposed characteristics. End of quote. Let's see what the Bible says about this propensity for one person or group to judge or prejudge another. Let's go to Romans chapter 14.
0: Give him scripture, doctor.
1: Because if what Bishop said is true, we ought to find it in the Bible somewhere. ah oh, my lord reconciliation what a joke at this point understand how i'm saying that at this point we're not ready yet that cake ain't finished baking yet got to leave that turkey in the oven till it's done Mm-mm. okay watch this now romans what did i say chapter 10 for your brother but we shall all stand before the judgment seat of christ for it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. Wait a minute. Hold on. I, 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 I have some. Uh, let, let, let me let me read that again. But why do you judge your brother? Now, see. The white race can get away with this because they have never accepted us as brother. You know Why? Because you don't Jim Crow your brother. You don't make your brother ride in the back of the bus, drink out of a separate water fountain. And you surely don't put your brother in chains. I know it hurts, but it hurts me to even have to say it. It does. Trust me, it does. I don't like this, but I know that if I don't do it, ain't nobody going to do this. Okay, watch this now. I don't think more highly of myself than I ought to but I just asked the question How come somebody ain't done it before I got here? If it's so easy and everybody's gonna do it. How come somebody else hasn't done it? Okay, watch this now verse 10 But why do you judge your brother or why do you show contempt for your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ all of the brothers shall stand before the judgment seat of Christ So that left them off the hook cuz black folk ain't brothers they animals, remember with the other stuff we read from Mr. Carroll about the fact we're apes. We're at the top of the ape chain. We're the high-class apes. But remember, we're not brothers, we're apes. Oh yeah, that's just your ancestors. But now watch this, here's where they mess up. Verse 11, for it is written, as I live says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me. Uh-oh, that means the ape knee's gonna bow too. So that takes it out of the realm of brother. That takes, you got a knee, it's going to bow to God. <laughs> Guess what? Even the bishop's knee is going to bow. Okay, verse 11. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. Verse 12. So then each of us shall give an account of himself to God. Verse 13. Therefore, based upon verses 12, 11, and 10, he says, therefore, let us not judge one another anymore, but rather resolve this not to put a stumbling block or a cause to fall in our brother's way. Now, white people, by and large, I know it's not everybody, I said that's 14,780 million times, I'm gonna say it again, so don't take it personal, I'm not calling your name, but you know I'm telling the truth. Whether you believe it or not, black folk are your brothers. Amen. Yeah. We're, the, we're the white folks brother, the red folks brother, brown folks brother, and the yellow folks brother. Now here's why. Because, if God is your father, the only way he could have become your father, whether you be white, black, brown, red, or yellow, is by adoption. Mm -hmm. And if you were adopted into God's household, you had to get adopted through the adoption agency of Jesus the Christ. So if I got adopted by Jesus to Christ, and you got adopted by Jesus to Christ, then we got the same daddy and me. we be brothers. Yeah. Like it or lump it, i be your brother. So here's, here's what the Bible says. Therefore let us not judge one another anymore. Now think about this. Any more any more is a time constraint. And guess what? When Paul said any more, that was 2000 years ago. So that means for the last 2,000 years, is there any more? So Bishop and the clan and all the rest that he spoke don't have any business talking this talk. They've been talking and printing the garbage. They've been printing. You're not supposed to judge us and that's what prejudice does let me give it again preconceived judgment or opinion and a rational attitude of hostility directed against an individual a group a race or their supposed characteristic and and the thing about the black folk their characteristic is the black color that's all it is it ain't ain't got nothing to do with personality character integrity has nothing to do with ability has nothing to do with talent it has nothing to do with education it's all about the color of my skin
0: beautiful brown
1: skin because you don't have them same thoughts feelings and concerns about people of your own color. In fact, you don't even have it about folk that are yellow, red, and brown, as much as you do black. Oh, I know it's—I know it stings. But way down deep inside, you know I'm telling the truth, don't you? We got to root all this stuff out, or we ain't no what reconciling nothing. All right, let's see what the Bible says. We've looked at that in Romans. Now, on page 134, we find the bishop making this remarkable statement. I quote, "'Science and philosophy are agreed that the God of nature and of the universe is a God that changeth not. The light of reason as well as that of revelation shows the divine being to be the same yesterday, today, and forever.'" Therefore, since he saw fit to differentiate mankind into separate races at the beginning, we must conclude it to be his will that racial differentiation should be preserved and continued in their integrity to the end, and that the amalgamation of races involves the disregard of God's will by every individual who has any part in bringing it about. The proof positive that this reasoning is correct and that amalgamation is a ruinous crime is found in the curse of inferiority which rests upon all hybrid races." Powerful words indeed. Now, see if the bishop was right. I've already quoted it and alluded to it before. But if what the bishop says here is true that God didn't mean for anybody to ever get mixed. <laughs> then I don't understand the meaning of the scripture that says in Galatians, there's neither bond nor free, Jew or Greek, male or female. We're all one in Christ Jesus. And I don't understand that. Mm. I I I, 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 don't understand it. All right, now watch this. On page 135, the bishop continues. I quote, I need not further argue in favor of the contention that any disregard of the color line, which tends to the amalgamation of the Anglo-American and African-American race. See, this thing is, see, it's all about black and white. You haven't, we haven't read one thing, and I haven't found it. I would have brought it if I had found it. Now, it may be somewhere, I just, I haven't found it. It's always black and white. It ain't never white and red, white and yellow, or white and brown. I'm not saying that it's not, you know what I'm saying? But it's very peculiar, three years of research in all the books and history books and everything I've ever read, it's always black and white. And all the Christian, the all the so-called Christian stuff, it is always and only black and white. Doesn't that tell you something's wrong? My God, can't you see something is wrong? Why is it just one grace? Always the black race. Go way down deep inside of yourself and check this out. Why? You know why. My Lord. I quote, I need not further argue in favor of the contingent that any disregard of the color line, which tends to the amalgamation of the Anglo-American and race, Afro-American races, is a sin of the blackest dye. End of quote. Mm-hmm. It, now it's, a, it's a sin. <laughs> That's awful. Bishop! How many bishops think that way today? How many bishops' children and bishops' wives and bishops' uncles and bishops' relatives? Hmm. The bishop continues on the same page... I quote, How fortunate, therefore, it is that the angels of race prejudice stand at the civil and ecclesiastical gates with their flaming turning swords to guard the way to the tree of life. The sum of the whole matter is this. One race cannot admit another race to political and ecclesiastical equality because to do so is to open the way to social equality. This is awful. It's, this is awful. It's, it's hard to listen to this stuff. But see, if we, don't, if we don't hear this and if we don't go down on the inside of ourselves to be sure that that's not our view, though perhaps never actually spoken out, but subliminally implanted as a child. And that's why you get those feelings when you get near somebody black. That's why you get those they just They just automatically rise up. You don't particularly have any overt antagonism towards black, but you ain't comfortable around. Not really. I mean you can you can you can stand it up to a point. You know, in other words in certain situations you you can handle it to an extent but oh my god get this how fortunate therefore it is that the angels of race prejudice Now the bishop done got the angels involved. (laughs) Church, 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 we got a problem. We need to root this stuff out. How many think that way today? They don't have the nerve to write it down like bishop did. But they think it, and they act it out Mm. in so many ways. my 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 how fortunate therefore it is that the angels of race prejudice and fred prices out of time
0: well saints uh this concludes that particular episode i'll play a next, uh another episode probably um one day this week i go see the doctor for those of you who are interested um my uh post-surgery visit on thursday on June 16th and I am doing wonderfully well. I am blessed and highly favored. That's not biblical but I am blessed and highly favored. The devil can't have me. He's been trying because I'm going to teach and preach this word just like Fred Price and he lived to see almost 90 and I'll be living to see almost 92 because I'm going to continue to teach Bible truth. And I want you to remember, I will always leave you with this. God is good, and he is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. So, saints, until next time, love everybody you encounter, and peace out. hope you were enlightened by this message. If you have any questions or comments about this message, you can contact us by emailing talkingbibletruth.cd at gmail.com. If you would like to sow a seed in this growing ministry, you may access the front page on the podcast you are listening to and click on the support button. Or you can cash out the ministry at dollar sign Dr. Kamala D., That is at dollar sign, capital D, lowercase R, capital C, lowercase A-M-A-L-E, capital D, and donate any amount. And remember, God loves a cheerful giver, and so do we. So until next time, believers, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, not the word of man. We walk by faith and not by what we see. I am your host and teacher, Dr. Kamala D, serving you with Christ Jesus, our Lord, in peace and love. I thank each of you for tuning in, and I hope to hear from you soon. Peace out.